Welcome to another episode of Passing Stones with John and Spencer. John, we got another sales buddy on tonight, and uh, let's get a little introduction of him. You know, Tyler Hansey, in all honesty, he's uh, probably one of the best guys I know. He's got one of the biggest hearts. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're, we're just going to dive right into it, man. Oh, boy. But, uh, no, like he, he's a good kid. We uh, we talked about a lot of stuff over the summer when we were in New York, and he's he the coolest part about him is that he can be friends with literally anybody. He's just one of those people that gets along with Anybody and anybody. Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm so super excited to have you on, Tyler. So uh, welcome onto the program. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> that was quite the introduction for me. Got you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually don't get that. Cause I'm, it, but when you're talking about like being friends with everybody, like let's take New York for example. When we went out, like I thought that I wasn't going to get along with everybody there because I was definitely like the black sheep of the group. I was like the okay. I'm just going to do my own thing. And everybody's going to think I have, like, really unorthodox methods with stuff. But when it all comes to it, like, I really love people. And mm-hmm. so, like, if I could find a way to bond with everybody, I'll, like, kind of single people out <laughs> and try and, like, get them alone and interrogate them. And be like, hey, so, uh, what do you like to do? <laughs> but, oh, man. no, I just uh, enjoy socializing. Yeah. I'll just I'll give you an example of what happened over the summer. There was one day it was pouring rain, mm-hmm. and um, we were coming up with different ways in which we could introduce ourselves on the doors. And Tyler walks <laughs> up. <laughs> Tyler walks up to this random door, <laughs> knocks on it, and I can't remember if you had an umbrella or if you were just wearing your your rain jacket. No, I, was, I wasn't even wearing my rain jacket. I was just in a in my shirt, and it was soaked, totally see through. Oh, he man. walks up and he goes, hey, I, I'm Tyler with Fox Pest Control. I was just wondering, um, I'm just getting the people together to go on a group walk. I was wondering if you wanted to go. <laughs> oh, man. It's mostly older people that were like, wait, because they were about to close the door and be like, oh, no, we don't want it. And then they're like, what? are you crazy? Do you need a jacket? And I'm like, oh, man, well, I mean... If you have like a jacket, like oh, do you want? Like let's talk for a second. Yeah, like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. See that? Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I kind of have a stone right there. Because like we said, like, we're passing stones. I think we feel to mention in a lot of episodes. <laughs> so, like, the stone that I have there and the way that I can relate to you is when I was when I was on my mission, like, in the Dominican Republic, you know, they're speaking Spanish and whatnot. And um, my companion and I had just watched the movie The Best Two Years for, like, a word activity. Uh. And we were in, like, we were, it was a really staunchy part of the Dominican Republic. Like, it was by university. People were a little bit smarter, had a little bit more money. So it was, like, a little bit more difficult to contact. And the people, they were never, like, rude or just told us to go away because they're very friendly people. But they um, they would usually just pretend like they weren't there. They would hide in their house. And you could totally see them, like, run and hide behind something, too. <laughs> made it even better. But so we were thinking of, like, different ways to actually, like, contact them and whatnot. when we went up to their door... So we decided to change it up a little bit, too, and going off of the best two years, and where they're speaking Dutch, and they were saying, like, Guten Tag, Meneer. That's how we would enter, like, every one of the houses. We would, <laughs> we wouldn't ever knock. We'd usually just yell, like, Buenas or Saludos. But so we started yelling out, Guten Tag, Meneer. <laughs> <laughs> what would they say? They would just, like, get really curious. Like, you'd see them run behind the couch, and you'd be like, Guten Tag, Meneer. And they would just, like, stand up, like, what in the world? <laughs> what are you saying? Right. <laughs> you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it totally, it got them. They were so confused. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I get that. I get that. And then, like, as soon as they actually had to come to the door, and you could be like, all right, well, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, you got to find the creative ways, right? Oh, yeah, this exactly. Is, this is bad. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, so, in Sweden, this is another stone pass. In mm-hmm. Sweden, um, 
they would look through the people all the time. Like, you could see, you'd watch the light shine through the people, you'd mm-hmm. see it turn dark, and then go light again. And they would just, like, <laughs> and you'd never hear them, but you could see it. <laughs> and right. so I'd always, I'd lick my thumb and put it over the people so that they couldn't see clearly <laughs> through the people to see who it was. And then they'd be able to open the door so and then I could talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about that creativity. <laughs> and it actually worked pretty well, so. <laughs> but... Well, so let's get to know a little bit more about Tyler's creativity and, like, what he's doing right now. So you're at Snow College, correct? Uh, yeah, speaking of creativity, I'm so <laughs> creative that I decided to change my major last semester. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not, no, we don't even focus on that. But I've been a graphic design major for okay. the majority of my studies, and that's been exciting because, like, I feel like I have, like, a very broad sense of expression. Mm-hmm. It's expressionalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to like make music. Okay. I'm like a professional beatboxer. That's oh, wow. that's right. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. It's, it's awesome. You'll have to do that in a little bit. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Um, and I like writing and I just love art. And so, any way that I can just like, I don't know, all that artsy fartsy stuff, I just mm-hmm. I, I get it out there. But I. The reason I swapped majors, I'm going to go into that a little bit because uh, <laughs> we used to have these famous artists that come and talk to us every week and they we would just like learn about them and we'd listen to them and we'd talk to them and it was a, a great thing to kind of like incorporate into our own lives and think what well where am I going to be mm-hmm. will I eventually be like this person or am I so far off and so this one guy because I mean when they when they talk about their stories of like becoming famous they they always say like oh well I kind of got lucky with this and <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that because right <laughs> Good job. Right. You got lucky. But as an artist who's aspiring but isn't, like, fantastic, uh, like, I asked this one guy because he's just an amazing painter. And I can't even recall his name, which makes me feel bad because I totally <laughs> give him a shout-out. But I talked to him after uh, the discussion, and he showed me, like, it was like this four-way Venn diagram of, like, what you're good at, mm-hmm. what makes money, what people need, what you like to do and he's like okay so take these four categories for your career and this works with any career Mm -hmm. and just think to yourself like am I like proficient in each of these categories or if not then which ones am I proficient in and I thought about graphic design and I was like I'm like 50 50 in every category (laughs) and I was like oh no (laughs) and I realized it right there I was like okay so I can incorporate these because I love like perceiving how well I mean how people perceive things like the psychological like oh this is blue so I feel calm you know what I mean (laughs) but I'm just like not committed enough and I don't like it enough and it's Mm. not like a high enough demand so I like swapped over to business and I want to incorporate business and like social media with design Somehow, that that's going to be what cool, I'm doing yeah. when I grow up, quote. But, <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much what I'm up to schooling-wise. You well, switched awesome. to business. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, there's You're a stone pass there. I'm a business major. So. Yeah. And you switched into it, too, I did. You? Well, I was pre-med with business. Uh, switched out of pre-med because my initial goal was to go to med school. Then I switched mm-hmm. um, to psychology for literally half a semester. And then I switched back to business. Wow. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I almost went to psychology, but, um, like, I dated... Uh, is that girl that I oh, yeah. dated? Well, yeah, start with an M, right? Marin. That's right. Yeah, uh, but we'll we'll dub over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right. But uh, I dated her, and she was a psychology major, and she, I mean, like to be honest, like there were some things that, I mean, she's gonna hear this someday and be like, oh my gosh, Tyler said that about me, but there were some <laughs> things that, like, I felt like as a psychology major, she should know. 
And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, but she was putting so much into it that I was like, hey, I, I can't commit that much. Even if I feel like I have mm-hmm. the right will mm-hmm. or like the right psychological mind about how something works, the amount of work that was required to put in, I was like, I know myself. That's not going to work out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I kind of get that. I actually kind of had a similar experience to that, too, and that's kind of my... So when I first came up here, I was actually declared as a biomedical or biological engineering major. Really? Yeah, I and I was crushing, that. actually. Like, I'm actually pretty good at, like, math and whatnot, but I looked around the room one day and just thought, you know, in 40 years or whatever else, I really don't think that I could stand to just be working with these type of people. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't handle it at all. <laughs> And so I ended up switching into communications because, like, I loved doing radio broadcasts growing up, and I uh, just figured, like, I, I could really, like, help people in a different kind of way than mm. what I was doing in biological engineering in a way that, like, expressed who I was a little bit more. So, I mean, yeah, that's where that's where I switched. And, yes, yeah, so I'm glad that we all, uh, we had those stones and whatnot, but I want to get a little bit more into this because I, he's a professional beatboxer, goes to Snow College, and you're from Hyde Park, Utah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, well, tell us what it was like, like, growing up in Hyde Park, Utah, and how that's kind of influenced you now. <laughs> that is a great topic. Uh, <laughs> when, so, I moved here when I was 12 years old. Um, okay. Everything before I was 12 is actually a haze. Like, <laughs> it comes up in bits and pieces, and I'm like, that's not myth. <laughs> but, Did that actually um, happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, living in Hyde Park and Cache Valley, Cache Valley... For anybody who doesn't live in Cache Valley or hasn't lived in Cache Valley, uh, it is kind of a void. It's it's super sheltered. It's a great place. I love Cache Valley, and I want to die here. But right now, <laughs> I'm 23 years old, and I'm just like, mm, it's a little too safe. And so, I mean, that's like kind of what spurred the whole New York idea, because I was like, I need to get out of my comfort zone. I'm sick of working minimum wage at Kohl's or something like that. So... Yeah, it's, it's honestly, everybody here is really happy and it's true. It's like so <laughs> just calm and welcoming and like you see somebody that you know, like on the daily and you're just like, Hey Steve, how you been? How are the kids? Okay. But, um, what's funny about it is that when, when I wanted to move to Ephraim, like I kind of wanted to get away from Cash Valley and just like be on my own, but I was mm-hmm. scared to like go all out and be like yeah, let's attend university somewhere crazy. (laughs) And snow is like a very good intermediary between college and high school. Um, It's even smaller than Cache Valley. Right. And like there's literally a Walmart on one side of the town and a McDonald's on the other side. And And Little Caesars in between. Yeah. 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 Is there Little Caesars? There is. Really? Oh, yeah. I've never spent much time down at Ephraim. You're not missing much. (laughs) But I mean, if you visited, then I would like definitely show you around. I'd give you a complete tour in like 30 minutes. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to come down and then head right back up, make it a day trip. Honestly, one of the things I actually love most about Ephraim, there's Tons of turkey farms there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely an inside joke. You'll just see, like, turkeys. The, I haven't seen any very recently, but when I first moved in, I moved into, like, one of the nicest housing places there. I didn't know I was paying way more than everybody else because it seemed like standard housing, but everything there is dirt cheap. Right. But I, like, get to the house, and there's chickens just, like, in the, in the entrance, just, like, walking across the street. Yes. And I was like, what like, is in this the world? place? And you picked one up and made it your pet. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> no, but it's really true. I like how you explain it, too, as, like, the intermedi- intermediary between, like, high school and college. Yeah. Because, like, even Snow College, they've actually had, like, a pretty impressive football team throughout the years. No, like, they, they do they they do well recruiting. Wow. But their stadium, like, my high school stadium, yeah. I'm pretty sure was bigger than I think that exact same inside joke. So small. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, like, what makes it so good. I think that it's just had some notoriety from previous people. It's like everybody's yeah. like, oh, if they're, like, highly esteemed football players, then they're like, right. oh, Snow College, and it's super cheap. Yeah. And it's like, all you have to worry about is football. And so that, that's where they all go. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, oh, Do they have a pretty good baseball team, too? You know, I don't pay attention to sports. Yeah. But everybody that I talk to is like, oh, it's no college. Do you play football? And no. Uh, well, no. Yeah, I do. I put those pads <laughs> on yeah. and run out 100 yards. Yeah. Just still opening <laughs> into that D1. <laughs> 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 no, but all right. But so let's get, let's just kind of get back to Hyde Park real quick. Something that we like to do is we like to give our hometowns nicknames. So, I mean, like, Ephraim might be, like, Turkey Town Ephraim or whatever oh, else. Uh, I come yeah, from the city let's... of Dreams, Linden, Utah. I'm from the land of Plenty Bountiful. So let's come up with one real quick for Hyde Park. <laughs> Hyde Park. Oh, man. Let's think of some characteristics of Hyde Park real quick. So um, every one of my neighbors are LDS. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, finding non-LDS people, it was like, you'd feel like they just moved from, like, Africa or something like that. <laughs> Where did you come from? Right. Um, some other things about it, like... I mean, this is kind of stereotypical of just Mormon neighborhoods, but everybody get like just randomly gives everybody gifts. So like right. randomly, Welcome somebody. Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've been here five years. Oh well, well take it so. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, everybody helps each other out. I, I need to think of like a. <laughs> huh. I want to incorporate the word shelter into it somehow because it's like do it. It's like you the take some time, shelter. dude. I kind of like that, actually. Just Hyde Park, the ultimate shelter. The yeah, ultimate. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel that completely. And I'll never forget that either, because that's what I already think about it. Yes. The so, ultimate shelter. Back. Yeah, it's Hyde Park, the ultimate shelter where you can hide from and all the worries of the world. And park your cars. And park your cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can hide and park. <laughs> oh, my god. Well, so I like that. <laughs> so I'm glad I need to get to know Hyde Park a little bit better, but now we get to know you even better, too. So uh, John came up with our Get to Know You question Sweet. of the week. Yeah. Oh, Are you ready for this? Um, it depends. Okay. <laughs> but we'll see. So if you could take, and this excludes the U.S., if you could take any country in the entire world and rename it Tyler Hansey, that way, when people come from there, they say, "Oh, I'm from Tyler Hansey, or I'm from Tyler, or I'm from Hansey." Not, Ooh. not however they spell it the other way, but um, or Hanky is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So not Tyler Hanky, <laughs> but Tyler Hansey. Hansey. <laughs> um, which country would it be, and why? Oh dear. See, here's the thing. I don't want to like mess up other countries. <laughs> it's not about like no. claiming like, "Oh, I want to be over Paris," because then everybody from Paris who's sophisticated <laughs> and has like, accents would be like, I'm from Thailand. No. <laughs> no, like, it in a perfect world, nothing about the entire structure inside, like, government, oh. like, people, society, nothing changes, it's just the name. So people just say that they're from that, from Tyler instead. Mm. 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 What, which, uh, which country needs a good rework of its name? <laughs> I'm, like, trying to think of all the ones I don't like. But, like, every name has its own, like, little jokes and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, maybe Turkey, because it's Turkey. But I was like, no, everybody likes Turkey. Yeah, because right. it's funny, right? <laughs> Yeah, right. exactly. I like Hungary. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Hungry for some turkey. Go <laughs> <Get old> Budapest. <laughs> I know. So it'd be Chile. And the reason it'd be Chile, one, because my dad went there, and then he'd be naming me after Chile. Like, he went there on his mission. Oh, okay. And that'd be cool. Or, like, he would, yeah, name me after Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing, like, a lot of missionaries go there, and a lot of people, I feel like not a lot of people, like, actually talk about Chile, like, in the South American continent. Like, it's always, like, Brazil or Argentina. But, like, Chile's pretty cool. And, wait, Andes Mountains? Yeah. Yeah, they have penguins they in the south. They do have penguins, yeah. It's yeah. super yeah. cold down south exactly. and feeling warm up north. So, oh, yeah, yeah Ch- I, could, I could be that. I could be Chile. Hmm? I think they're also in, like, I think it's between them and Peru, because they have, like, a horrible rivalry. Peruvians and Chileans do not get along very uh, well. Uh-huh. But I know, like, a, a, one of the reasons why is actually because, like, Easter Island. And, yeah, like, they fight over Easter Island. Who claims it? Uh-huh. But I do think that it actually belongs to Chile, so... Not only would you be named after that, but you would have, like, You'd massive have statues Island. in Easter oh, yeah. Island, like, all named investment. after you and, like, for you. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me at first, I actually kind of misunderstood the question. I thought it was, like, if you could take on the name or, like, be the ruler of any country. No. Put, you just rename, right. like, the name of the country. Right. But, you see, if I were to be a ruler of any country, it would probably be Uganda <laughs> because it kind of markets itself, like... Are you ready for a good time? Because Uganda have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but other than that, though, I remember if I could be, or if I could, like, take the name of one, um, one of them was called uh, Djibouti, Africa. Oh, yeah. Djibouti. <laughs> Djibouti. And I think that I would, I would rename it after me or whatever else just because uh, I got a big booty. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of like that. It's your booty. Yeah. Spooch your booty. Yeah. Spooch your booty. But, yeah, so, John, let's, uh, oh, let's hear from you. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, right after you said that, I thought about Ghana. Like, yeah. I'm going to go there. <laughs> oh it's just going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> but, John, John's just a bland name. So, Jonna. like, I just yeah. have to think of just a, a country that's very people. bland. And I think of Scandinavia, in right. all honesty. And I almost think of Finland. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so John. So John. I'd I'd rename Finland John. What would the uh inhabitants call themselves? Johnians. John like, like onions with No, they say John Johnians. Sounds really close to John but oh well. Yeah. Sorry, Finns. Yeah. I hope you guys listen to this. Yeah. Hey, in Finland, if you're looking to sponsor anybody, <laughs> go ahead and throw us a sponsor. Oh, yeah. We know for a fact that our wife and producer would love that. Mm-hmm. Right, Ken? I would. Tell us what uh, country you would want named after, or we, which country you would rather have your name be. Whatever. What was the question? How would you, which country would you rename your name? Did that even make sense? Mm-hmm. We all know what we mean. Yeah. I hope Kenzie said <laughs> Um, none of them? None of them. Oh, oh man, I wish I knew that was an answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if they found a random island off the coast of Costa Rica? You know what? There's a lot of things named Mackenzie in Canada. Really? Yeah. But they're like, it's not a country. I mean, it's not a country. Wait, wait, I was going to say, Canada is a country at first, but I understand what you're saying now. <laughs> right. It's just like, there's rivers and hills and, I don't know, random stuff. Then by default, Canada is now no. Mackenzie. Mackenzie. <laughs> no. <laughs> we actually have a lot of Canadian <laughs> listeners, so if you guys are down, just let no, us know. <laughs> Canadians will keep it Canada, because we love you 
just the way you are. But if you don't feel the same way about yourself, just hit us up right here. We'll go through the proper steps, and you can be renamed Mackenzie after our beautiful wife and producer. <laughs> Maybe they already live in a place called Mackenzie. Yeah. Mackenzie, Canada. Yeah. Then it'd be Mackenzie, Mackenzie. Mackenzie, Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah. Mackenzie yeah. Square. Mackenzie Square. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing no, better. No. <laughs> All right. But so I guess kind of even on that subject, like, is it okay to rename a country or to ask someone if it's okay for us to rename their country? And so with that, we want to present to you our Is It Okay To scenario of the week, all right? Oh so in this segment, basically, um, what we're going to do is we have a we have a scenario prepared, and uh, I'm going to ask it, and just uh, we'll ask you the question after. Is it okay to do that scenario, all right? So <clears throat> my scenario is, <clears throat> um, let's say you're at a public pool, all right? So you're swimming around, kind of gross or whatnot already because it's a public pool. Uh-huh. And then, like, you notice somebody kind of in front of you. It's a little bit of a crowded pool, but he just has a massive zit on the back of his neck. Like, oh. it's like Mount St. <laughs> Helens right there, like right? Is, is it okay for you to then go up and pop that zit in the middle of the pool in front of everyone else? Like, you don't tell him or anything. You just swim up behind him like a little shark and then give it a little pop. And boom, you swim away like nothing happened. Is it okay to do that? All right, so here's the deal. Because he's never going to know it's there. So it's just going to fester until somebody deals with it, right? right? Yeah, so... And what better place than a public pool, right? But here's the thing. Because as soon as you do it, there's like there's going to be like this influx of emotions going through his head. And he's going to turn around and be first filled with like pain and like confusion. And then when he realizes what's happened, he's going to be, like, embarrassed and angry. So so you got to do it real quick and then just, like, whoosh, like, dive and just swim yeah. away like a dog. Be like, all right, yeah, I'm doing you a favor anonymously. Because then, then uh, if he knows what happened, he's going to thank you later. Like, he finds it in the pool and he's like, that was in me? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe that's too far. I don't know. No, because the pool's already gross, so it's fine. That's true. It's not a private pool. It's a public pool. Yeah, it's, everybody's actually just doing this to right. each other, so it's full of zits anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so gross, and no, nobody will ever want to go to a public pool again, oh, yeah. but that's kind of what I was thinking uh, along the same lines. Like, I think it's okay to do it. The one thing that I was actually, like, kind of hung up on when I was thinking about this was actually, like, the other people in the pool, because sometimes when you pop a zit, that thing starts stinking pretty bad, too. Really? <laughs> Especially if it's a big it's one. Smell bad? Yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh, I don't yeah. I've ever smelled one. Oh, I, man. Whoa. <laughs> it gets rough. I'm like, what does it smell like? I don't even it's know. Awful. <laughs> Let's go put a bunch of stuff on my face. And you'll <laughs> find out. <laughs> Side note, I had one here and then one here this morning when I woke up and I was like, well, this is cool. Sorry. He has one over here. Oh, oh yeah. He's looking yeah. at it in church. Okay, well, uh, what do you say we I go to a public pool today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there'd be one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to hit up the public pool later today to get somebody to pop these for us. I'll do it. Kenzie's already in. We don't even have to go to a pool. It's either proactive or pool, so right. one's just funner than the other. Exactly. Just be proactive about going to the pool. <laughs> And so, <laughs> so, but the ultimate question is: it is it socially accept, uh, socially acceptable to do that? Oh, no, oh. <laughs> but it takes the right person who's above the socially acceptable standard <laughs> to do such a courteous act. Like right? That. My goodness, that just went deeper than I think it ever has before. <laughs> no, but it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because there's, like, a societal norm that everybody has, like, oh, you wouldn't, like, do this. You wouldn't make a scene about this, but when you're actually doing somebody a favor. Right. But then you bring in morals and ethics, and it's like, whoa, that, it's morally and ethically right to do that. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. 
Like, when it comes down to it, if everybody's thinking, like, very factually about the situation, I mean, he's not going to process all this when it happens. No, he's, he's going to be like, what'd you just do? But, uh, like, if you have the time to think about it, and then you do it, and he's about to, like, then you just, like, put your hand on his shoulder and be like, it's okay. And then just, like, <laughs> 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 swim with jellyfish. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, but think jellyfish about it. It, it could be like a butterfly effect. What if you didn't <laughs> pop it? Later that day, he has a job interview that he has to go into. It goes great. Shakes his hand as he's walking out of the office. The boss goes, <laughs> doesn't get the job but oh if you did it he got the job and then he's able to provide for his family so yeah yeah and i don't know about you guys but i love hitting at the public pool before my job interview <laughs> i do that too i mean what if he didn't have a shower so. that's true you gotta, <laughs> just community bathtub oh my gosh <laughs> kenzie is not happy with this I conversation like to offer an alternative <laughs> why don't you just go say hey bro like you got to zit on your back. You might want to get that later. <laughs> um, see, that's an alternative, Ken's, but I don't think I could do that. I'd rather just kind of pop and dip. Nope. All no, right. Well, no. sorry. Let me interject here. You can't reach it. You can't reach it. Tell somebody mm-hmm. that he's with, like, hey, you got to help your friend out later. Like, I well, don't know. There are so many, like, other alternatives <laughs> to this than to, like, Pop it or not pop it. <laughs> Let me interject here. And sometimes you do it because you're going to be selfless, but sometimes you have to do it because you're going to be selfish. Right. Because you might just really want to pop that. <laughs> yeah. like for example, I was with my girlfriend last night, and we watched like five videos of Dr. Pimple Popper. Yep. Yeah. So, that's how I wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. No, but seriously, like, and I, I was just like, that is so satisfying. And so, obviously, you see it as a selfless act, but sometimes it's right. a selfish act, too, because... You want to just be the one to pop the zit. Right. And in that case, I think, I mean, I always think that it's socially acceptable, but I think yeah. it is. I think that's the ethics <laughs> issue and the moral issue. I think a lot like, um, I've been starting to watch chiropractic videos too, and like hearing people get their necks popped and like their spines readjusted. And it's been, I don't know, I've really enjoyed those. But I kind of think, you know, like, switch the situation, a chiropractor who has taken a solemn oath to crack any bones that need cracking and adjusting. Uh, if you see somebody that's struggling at the pool, right, that's all limping, <laughs> has a sore neck, he's not going to ask, like, hey, you want me to get that? He's just going to swim over there, lay him no, down, and give a little... <laughs> he is, because that's part of his oath. If, it's if more... <laughs> and then people are like, what's obliged. wrong? No. People will say, what's wrong? He'll say, it's against HIPAA, I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, time out. If a chiropractor went up to crack somebody's neck without them knowing, they could paralyze them, like, so easy. There's but he's a chiropractor. No. He's a school. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's but doing. If the person isn't like relaxed and like cooperating, like well, who's gonna be relaxed in a public pool? Public as hot soon tub. as somebody comes <laughs> to like grab on, no, 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 no. I mean, if my neck was like feeling real bad, and some some old chiropractor dude just comes up and like grasps me in like breakneck stance. <laughs> I'd probably question it for a sec, and if he's like, "I'm a chiropractor," I'd be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> okay, he's a murderer. If he's a murderer, well, I mean, if if he told me he was a murderer, <laughs> I'm a murderer. Okay. I'd probably. Oh. You are from Sheltered Hyde Park. Let me tell you, people are not that honest and forthcoming. I'm so sorry. Ephraim's pretty sheltered too. Then again, who would who would break somebody's neck in in public though? 
I mean, like, and th- I mean, that's not the best way to do it. Like, <laughs> or maybe it's really crowded and nobody's paying attention. Yeah, I mm. I would need to do like a five second analysis of the person who's about. Man, yeah, you like slow time down. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, he's got a scar on his cheek. I wonder what that's from. <laughs> he's got a knife in his hand, <laughs> and he's gonna break your neck instead of stabbing. <laughs> as long as it feels but, better. I mean, it is possible he's just gonna butter some bread after or whatever else. He's just a little bit hungry after a good neck. Sure, crack or and, peanut butter. Yeah, or peanut butter. Uh-huh. Either way. Are we still in the hot tub, by the way? Like. Yeah. Oh, you can he either... just like r- brings his knife out of the pool. You're like. What? What in the yeah. world? <laughs> Where did you have that? <laughs> but, well, so now let's actually climb out of the hot tub and see, yeah. speak about something else, guys. Eventually, I mean, like, fact of the matter is, we all die eventually, whether it's by a neck cracking, whether it's just by not waking up the next morning. But wow. and it, so, could, it could even be from an infected zit. Exactly. And so uh, that's what we kind of want to do right now, is that we feel like we know you well enough at this point. We pass enough stones that we can, uh, we can write you an obituary. We know how your life is going to play out. And it's just a little service we like to offer here on our podcast. So today, today we're going to shake it up a little bit. We usually take a little break right here and you guys hear some free ska music. But instead, we're going to hear some free beatboxing by uh, our professional yeah, beatboxer. Whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Mr. If Tyler Hansey. If I'm supposed to live up to the expectations of some <laughs> ska intermission music, then that might not be the same. Here, I need some water. <laughs> yeah, you got to get uh, but, so anyway, uh, we'll be back right after this free beatbox. Welcome back. Uh, Tyler, did you enjoy your wait? Yes. Yes, huh? I did. We appreciate you showing off your town a little bit there with the beatboxing, <laughs> too. And, uh, you know, we're just going to jump right into it. I'll read my obituary first, and then we'll uh, we'll follow it up with John's. But anyway, <clears throat> mine reads, Tyler Hansey, beatboxer extraordinaire, has rolled his final lip after a bad encounter with the chiropractor left his neck in shambles and his body lifeless at the age of 107 and a half. He noticed a man uh, while he was doing a show at a public pool, you know, a a beatboxing show, uh, with a massive zit on the back of his neck. Tyler, feeling the moral obligation to pop it, quickly finished his set and swam over to him and gave it a good squeeze. Unfortunately, the squeeze was so good that the zit burst with a strong enough force to give Tyler whiplash and damage his neck as he swam away from the scene. A chiropractor noticing his pain and feeling his moral obligation to crack Tyler's neck pursued it, went over to Tyler, and without informing him, popped his neck, and, well, we all know how the story goes from here. His final words were, Wait, John actually has a girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So, all right. So, I don't know. You feel okay about that? 
Man, I just imagine like this one hundred seven and a half year old guy beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> his dentures fall out. He's just like flapping all over the place. The last liberal. Oh, yeah. I might oh. give this up before I'm thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> all right, Tyler Hansi, king of beatboxing, died last Thursday night after having traveled to Chile. In order to pass a law enacting the country to be named after him, he drove his car into the local parking lot, Hyden Park, and left and left the parking attendant a hefty tip. While on his way out of the lot, he followed a man which could be identified by the massive zit on the back of his neck. Tyler thought to himself, "I've always wondered what a zit smells like," and reached to pop it, but was stopped by the man grabbing his neck. His neck. Tyler asked, Who are you? He responded, I'm a chiropractor. (laughs) They continued to fight and fight and fight. And towards the end, Tyler actually grabbed him in a neck hold and cracked his neck a little too hard. Oh, no. But Tyler was still alive at this point and still wondered, What does a zit smell like? He reached down, popped the zit, brought his hand back up to his nose, took a whiff, and passed out by the terrible and horrible smell that overcame him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. Well, so how are you feeling about all of this? Uh, it's like a life guideline. Like, there's a lot of things that I should be really careful about now. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of scared to go outside now. I'm like, keep my eyes peeled for giant zits and chiropractors. <laughs> well, luckily, you can always go back to the Hyden Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back to your car. <laughs> But in any case, uh, as we close the podcast, uh, we really do want to get your final words of encouragement. So what that means is um, we like to offer encouragement to our to our listening audience, right? And so they could be words of encouragement or words of discouragement, whichever ones you want, just any words for encouragement's sake that you want to tell our audience as we close. That's exciting because, I mean, we have actually never uh, divulged into my love life, which is a very, very deep story. But, I mean, <laughs> that's okay. We don't need to bring it up now. <laughs> uh, we can draw from it because I've been up and down and I've gotten to the point where, like, literally, um, I question, like, this is, like, not worth it at all. Like, after you lose the thing that's most important to you, whether it be a relationship, whether it be, like, a passion, you break your leg and you're a professional soccer player, um, there are millions of things to do. There are millions of people out there that go through the exact same thing. And for me, I was like, you know, honestly, it's hard to find the care to do a lot of things, but I enjoy living in, like, a million other ways. And so... That's my stone past, I suppose. All right. Like yeah. <laughs> Pass that to everybody. That's yeah, good. really. I really like that a lot. It's like my very generalistic response. <laughs> yeah. it's like, this goes to everyone. This goes out to the world. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like, I don't know why, I just want to put it in there. So we're probably going to put in a Usher's Confessions Part 2 underneath this. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. As soon as you said love life, I just started thinking, like, these are his confessions. <laughs> these are his confessions to the world. But really, we appreciate those words of encouragement, and we know that our listening audience will, too. And so, uh, until next time, yo paso piedras. <laughs> and together, we are passing stones with John and Good night, Luke. <laughs> 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 <laughs>